Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys, and babies. Let's make it rain. Hello, gorgeous, and welcome back to The Princess and the Bee. As always, I love to take a moment to settle in because I know you're busy, you're driving to work, you are hanging out with the kids, making dinner, and you just wanted something to listen to. You're in the middle of your work day, and you're doing that going through emails and stuff and you just wanted something to bring you a little bit of inspiration and I just want to take a moment to settle in and say thank you and I want you to also thank yourself for choosing to invest in yourself which brings me to today's episode of the 32 lessons I learned from 32 years on this planet. As many of you know who listen to this podcast, it was recently my birthday. And on my birthday, I am very, is reflectionary a word? <laughs> like reflective? <laughs> I'm very reflective about what I've learned in the 32 years that I've been on this planet, what I have experienced, the mistakes, the fuck-ups, the messes that I've had, all the things, and how they have contributed to my growth, how they have contributed to my lessons learned, and how they're continuing to enhance and better me. And I wrote a post that got a lot of likes and shares and all the things, and I, I just felt it would be a disservice to not bring it to my princess in the beers and to go a little bit more in depth on all these 32 lessons. Now, I may break this episode up into two parts just because it's quite long and I know that sometimes I can just prattle on. And in fact, I recently had an interview with uh, for another podcast and I, I always ask for feedback after and he said, you do tend to just go on a bit. And he, he was he was British and he was lovely and it was funny. I, said, I just owned it. I was like, yes, I do. I know I, I go on and brevity is is a lesson that I am learning in this 33rd year of of traveling the sun. So why I said, you know, take a moment to thank yourself for investing your listening pleasure into something that's going to enhance and better you is because number one is invest in yourself. You'll never get a better ROI. And I cannot tell you how time and time again, like I could do a whole episode on this one just by itself. And let me know if any of these really resonate and you want uh, you want me to expand on them in a full episode, just take a screenshot, tag us at crown yourself now on Instagram, post that picture in your stories, tell me what your top takeaway was, and let me know which one it is that you want me to expand on that would be the best and most of, of most benefit to you. And why I say invest in yourself, you'll never get a better ROI, is because there's a reason why Grant Cardone, Mr. I think he's got like $432 million in liquid, um, and 
super successful real estate investor says your greatness is limited only by the number of investments you make in yourself. And if you have ever invested in a consult call with me, a 90-minute consult call, if I feel like you're right for one of my private coaching packages, which is a longer-term uh, commitment, then that there's a reason why that quote is at the top of the sales page for the for the packages, for each one. Because in my experience, I've invested tens of thousands of dollars in my own personal and professional development. And I really, I have never gotten a better ROI than those investments. And it's not just the big thousands of dollars of investments. And I want to be clear on that. It's the investments that you put into yourself on a daily basis. There's a fantastic book called The Compound Effect that it's not about necessarily making these big giant quantum leaps of investments, even though those are super, super valuable. Um, for my birthday present to myself, I just invested in Tony Robbins Business Mastery, which I'm super excited to be going to in January. And but it's not just about these big these big investments of hiring a coach for a $10,000 or $15,000, however much you're, you're choosing to invest in yourself on a monetary level. It's the daily investments that you make into yourself every single day. The investment of time that you make to wake up early to go get in your workout. The investment in buying organic food in so that you fuel your body with the best quality ingredients. It's the investments that you make into your relationships, spending time with your kids without the phone distracting you, having that quiet couch time uh, with your spouse. Those are all investments into each one of the important and pivotal moments of of your life and the things that compound. Like for me, one of the recent investments that I've made into myself and been practicing has been the investment of 25 minutes a day, twice a day, meditating. And if you had told me just two years ago that I would have made that investment, I would have been like, holy moly, you have to be high on something. <laughs> like sitting and meditating and having silence is not normally my jam and I cannot tell you how much I absolutely freaking love it and needed it. Um, I practice a practice called Transcendental Meditation that a lot of like Oprah does it, Jerry Seinfeld does it. And I was only doing that investment for out of scarcity, a fear of time and whatever, you know, all those false limiting beliefs of here's my investment in 25 minutes. So it's 20 minutes for the meditation and I need about four to five minutes to kind of come out of it and get back to reality. Um, and I recently had my catch-up refresher class and they said, yeah, it's best to be doing two, two times a day, 20 minutes a day with a two to three to five minute rest period afterward. And that investment has paid off so much. I am so much more grounded, so much more present, so much more focused. My productivity has gone up. I can operate on less sleep. I'm actually not as hungry and like my body just is recalibrating on a whole cellular level because of this meditation, because of these investments in myself on a daily basis. So it's not just the big giant 
you know, drop in thousands of dollars on a program or a coach or, um, and you're not dropping that, by the way, let me just make that clear. You're not dropping thousands of dollars on a program or a coach. You're dropping thousands of dollars or however much, even if it's a hundred dollars, you're dropping that investment into yourself. It is not on the other person. It is into yourself because you are invested in the program. If you like, how often do you, do you value something that you get for free? Like how often have people given you advice and you're like, yeah, 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 you know, I'll take that. Maybe we'll see. But if it's if you're invested in it and investment either means time or money is in or both. Um, it, it can be both, but it's definitely an investment of some sort so that you are invested in uh, operating and t- like auctioning. I was going to say auctioning. But I mean, taking action out of that investment. You have a greater um, commitment to take take action to continue and to move forward because you make those daily deposits into either yourself or you make those big giant deposits into yourself and your business. So that's why I know I went on a lot about number one, but I think it's, you know, there's a reason why it's number one. Um, the second one is follow your curiosity. Everything in my life... Um, having traveled the path that I have traveled to get here, it was all because I followed my curiosity and every single thing prepared me to do on a soul level, every single bit of work that I do today. The acting preparation and acting school that I did when I was 17, 18, 19 years old, that prepared me to have heightened sensory acuity and emotional awareness and be able to read people, not just on a physical level of what they're saying, but on the emotional, spiritual mental level of seeing how their body is operating, what they're doing, how what they're really saying underneath the words. That's that is it trained me to be a coach. Writing screenplays taught me about stories, the stories we tell ourselves about anything and the stories that we're operating in and where we are in the arc of being our own hero of our own story. Um, 10 years of teaching Pilates, I followed my curiosity into that. And it taught me, again, heightened sensory acuity. I can notice minute muscle movements and moments when I'm in a session with a client because I see those tiny muscle movements because I've practiced and I've trained my eyes to notice those shifts in the body because your body is a representation of your unconscious mind. And those little shifts, those little movements, those little jolts, those little whatevers, those... um those give great sensory acuity, like those give great hints as to the, the you're on the verge of a breakthrough. Like the other day, I was working with a client and she I could tell she was just it was it was close. And I saw it because of certain muscle movements in her face. And I pushed a little harder on the issue and the the fears that she was facing. And suddenly, The tears came, the breakthrough happened, and she was on the other side of that of that transformation. That's what following your curiosity does. Like curiosity led me into being the president of an e-commerce company and growing that and learning marketing and learning PR and learning how to get my product featured in Times Square and learning how to um, learning how to get on press platforms, learning how to pitch, learning how to grow affiliate teams, learning how to grow sales teams, learning how to negotiate with partners and lawyers and all that stuff as well. Like all of it was was because I followed my curiosity. Um, 
The third one is sporadic isn't scalable. This is like my new favorite quote that I just it it just came to me and at night like things do um <laughs> and it came to me and your sporadic actions are not scalable it is the it, that's why i revert back to the book the compound effect because the it's the work that you do day in day out on a consistent basis consistently consistently and then consistently some more to scale it is the work that you do. And what happens is commonly, a lot of times what I see is when clients and even myself, like when you get a little bit of traction, you get a little bit of momentum and you get to that place where you're like seeing progress and you're having, you're on the cusp of that breakthrough. That's when the habits and the things that got you to that point, you kind of start, stop doing them. And so suddenly then three months later, you're, it's, a, it's normally about three months. You're like, whoa, where did all my clients go? Or whoa, like, why did nobody sign up for my program? Or whoa, what, w- like, what happened to our, our listenership? Or whoa, what, you know, and all that. If, if you've been doing something sporadically, and then suddenly you kind of stop doing that thing, and then you wonder, oh, well, why haven't people, why, why do I not have more followers? Or why do I not have more money in my bank account? Or why do I not have clients banging down my door? Well, probably about three to six months ago, you stopped some very, very good habits that were getting you on a trajectory to growth and traction. And you were getting just enough to where you were seeing some progress and you were getting that that growth, but then you stopped doing those things that got you there. And I speak from total personal experience as well, having having gone through that cycle several times in several different ways and several different businesses. And that's it's just why I believe consistency is spiritual, which is another one of my big giant lessons that we'll get to. The fourth is you can be enough and you are and you can also keep growing and dreaming bigger. There is a profound problem with the limiting belief that you are not enough. And it is an invasive, divisive belief that prevents you from really stepping into your highest magnificence and all that you are. And I have learned over the course of this past year, especially learned to appreciate the paradox of life, that you can be enough and you are, and you can also keep growing and dreaming bigger. The thing is, is that if you are growing and dreaming bigger out of the belief that you're not enough, you're going to be focusing on external validation in order to get you to that next level. Does that make sense? So you'll be focused, you'll be growing because you think you need to grow, grow. you think you need this program or you think you need this book or you think you need this new system because you are not enough as you are. And that is where you get into trouble with some of my other lessons learned. And all of these, like I said, all lessons learned from personal experience. And that is where you get into trouble because you're looking without. You're looking outside of yourself for something that you don't see necessarily inside of yourself. If you have to realize and recognize the dreams inside of yourself first and that you are enough as you are to be able to get there as well. You are enough and you are to get to the next step. 
you are in exact you may not have be able to take that giant leap necessarily a hundred steps ahead, but you can take the next step and the next after that and the next. It's about knowing and seeing the finish line inside of you. When I was running my first marathon, I remember I told all my Pilates clients back then, because that was back in 2011 when I was only teaching Pilates. And I told all my clients, run, walk, or crawl. I am crossing that finish line. And every time I visualized that finish line, every time I was on my runs, I saw that finish line. I saw me running with the hordes of people in Los Angeles. I saw myself moving forward and I saw myself crossing. And you know what? I wasn't expecting to be at mile 20 when I was only at mile one. Yet so often in our businesses, especially, we expect to be at mile 20 when we haven't even completed mile one. You are exactly where you are, where you need to be right now to get to the next step, to get to the next mile. You will get to mile 20 as long as you keep going. You are enough exactly as you are and that still will allow you that knowing that you are enough will carry you through the lessons that you'll learn mile after mile after mile until you get and cross your finish line of whatever your goal is. Number five, negativity and a victim mindset is my kryptonite. Oh boy, I cannot tell you how much I literally resist And it's probably because, I mean, I know inside it's not just probably because, it's definitely because I lived in a victim mindset for so long. I was in a place of blame and shame and guilt that whenever I see inclinations of it in myself, I immediately take to the journal, take to having a conversation with Spike, having a conversation with my coach, having a conversation, like, like meditating on it figuring out, okay, who am I blaming? What am I blaming them for? What do I need to take ownership for? Et cetera, et cetera, because I just don't do blame. I do not. And I take 100% responsibility for my actions and ownership for those things. And even when I see them in other people, like recently I had a very, very close friend who she messed up. Like she knew she messed up. She messed up. She let me down on on something that she said that she would be there for, and she didn't show up. And I said, okay, cool. Like, this hurt me. This is how I felt. Like, you can't deny how I felt. Um, this is how I felt. And, like, it. I'm dis- I, I feel disappointed. And we had a conversation about it. And then out of her mouth came all these excuses. And I immediately felt myself pull physically pull away where she was blaming the thing and she was blaming the other thing. And, and I said, look, it doesn't matter whether it's that, whether that happened or this happened or that happened. I said, I would much more prefer you to take responsibility than to not. And I stepped into my power of ownership and I just saw where she was in her journey and I respect her for where she was, but I literally pulled a bit away from the friendship just because I just, I don't do blame. I really don't. And I take full ownership of my results in life and I, like, I'm not saying I completely extra out as being a friend. Like, she's still a very, very dear friend. Um, I just said, you know, maybe at this moment you've got some stuff to figure out and like, I know 
you'll come around or you'll find your path or whatever it's going to happen. But like for me, I, I am okay. I'm very okay with, with limiting my contact with certain people if I don't feel like they are in a forward growth mindset and taking full ownership for um, their results. And that's just how I operate. That's just, and <laughs> like some people think it's harsh, but that's just, that's just how I operate. Um, number six, delegate yesterday. Yesterday. This is like the big thing that I have experienced with all of my solopreneur clients and just everyone who is on the struggle bus, who is not delegating, like delegate yesterday. Yesterday, 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 yesterday. Delegate yesterday. And I was recently on uh, at interviewing a very, very successful coach who is a coach for speakers. And she has grown her business to a profound level in just a few short years. And I am in such admiration of her, the amazing, talented Dolores Hirschman, who you will hear on this podcast. And I said, one of my one of my key things is delegate yesterday. As soon as you start feeling like you're at capacity, like in, drop what you're doing, go out, find somebody, hire someone who can take over those things that you are not skilled at. And this was this, I, I guarantee you, this is what has slowed my progress in the past is me saying, no, 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 no. I don't have time to delegate. I did this several years ago and I've caught myself stumbling over this belief from time to time, especially when you're in the middle of the thick of things. Um, but that perception of, oh, I don't have time to delegate means you really, really actually need to have time to delegate and you need to make it a priority because you need to start believing that you're enough and that by asking for support, it's only enhancing your enoughness and that you trying to prove that you are doing it all by yourself, prove how smart you are, prove how capable are you are, prove how you can do it all. It is coming from a limiting belief that you believe that you are not enough, not smart enough, not capable enough, not whatever enough, and de delegating and asking for support and getting people behind you and on your team is actually going to enhance you and grow you further and faster than you would on your own. So that was a bit of a rant, now wasn't that? My computer went to sleep, so I need to wake it back up again properly. There we are. So if I didn't make my point and then pause for the very dramatic typing pause, <laughs> then no, delegate yesterday. If you are feeling like you are maxed out, if you are feeling like you are at capacity for what you are doing, I guarantee you there are things that you are doing currently in your life and in your business that do not have to be done. And I also guarantee that you are living and operating in your zone of competence and not your zone of genius. And you need to delegate out as fast as possible the things that are in your zone of competence and not in your zone of genius because it is causing you to your income to cap. So number seven, you are supported. And if you don't feel like it, you probably aren't asking to be supported enough, which circles back to delegate yesterday. Because for years, not for years, Year, a year ago, um, I was struggling with my relationship with Spike. And I was telling myself this story about how I wasn't supported in 
doing in being both a mom and being a business owner, which is the biggest bullshit lie. And if you know my husband, he is the most generous person with his time and he is the most supportive person. He just can't read minds. And I was living in this perception and the story that he, quote unquote, should be able to know that I need more support. And he should be able to know that I da-da-da-da-da. And he doesn't. He is he is not a mind reader. And it wasn't until my coach called me on it and I was like, I'm struggling. I don't feel supported by my husband. And she's like, how often have you asked him to support you? I was like, what do you mean? Got all defensive. And he was like, and she said, well, how often have you asked him to support you? How often are you asking for him to take the baby? And how often are you asking for like, and I was like, well, he already cooks dinner. And so then all my limiting beliefs and excuses came up. Well, he already cooks dinner and he already does this for me and he already does so much for me. Um, But I, I don't know why I'm not feeling supported. She said how like if you need to get the support of him watching your son for a certain amount of time, ask for it. And I went home and I had a courageous conversation with Spike because suddenly all those feelings and those beliefs and those fears that I wasn't strong enough or smart enough or capable enough to be able to do it all on my own came up. And he, as soon as I asked for support, he was like, of course. It was the easiest freaking conversation after the fact. But the whole buildup leading up to the decision that he would take a little bit more time with Declan because... Declan just does not like he can work with me sometimes but it only it, I can only get about 30 minutes tops of any sort of work done before he's over at my desk asking for a booby or dropping a tractor on it or whatever and then I don't mean like a full-on tractor I mean like a tractor toy obviously um so so asking for support and if you don't feel like you are supported you probably aren't asking to be supported enough now I gave you an example of it being in my in my marriage but it can be in anything. It can be in asking your team to support you. I recently expanded my amazing team member, Marie, who does all these podcasts. Um, obviously, I'm the one speaking. She's the one who does all the uploading and scheduling and editing. And I recently expanded her role to managing more of our, our memberships. And um, from our, our Crown Yourself Free Facebook group and the Princess Process membership to make sure all our members are like good and happy and our ambassador membership, which is our free affiliate membership. Um, and I recently expanded her role to help me manage some more of the things. And it was just because I knew I needed, I started to feel not supported. And I know that that feeling of not feeling supported was just meaning that I wasn't asking for the support. And so I knew exactly who I needed to ask on my team. And I asked her and she was like, of course. And then she said, she said my favorite thing on the planet. She said, but can I please keep doing the podcast? And I was like, duh, of course you can. So if you read the descriptions below, that is her. I give massive credit to her. She's amazing and also a mom and just a kick-ass person. And so ask for support. If Those feelings that you're not supported, those are just feelings that are stemming from either a belief or they're a feeling. Like, as you know, feelings are just a sign of something you need to pay attention to. And so just pay attention to those feelings. So if you're not feeling supported, then you just need to ask more for more support. And it's like my favorite quote from Oprah says, in life, you get what you have the courage to ask for, which leads me to 
Ask and it is given. And you don't need to be a nag about asking. Just ask and trust that it will be given. And this this comes down to manifestation. Like in manifestation, if you can dream it, if you can imagine it happening, it's going to happen. You make your declaration to the universe and you say, hey, universe, this is what I desire. When I saw that stage at the LA Convention Center, I said, hey, universe, this is what I desire. I'm going to be up on that stage. Done. I asked for it. And then I followed the intuitive guidance to start booking more speaking gigs, to start reaching out to more conventions. And suddenly I was in conversation with the director of EmpowerCon and being invited to speak on the stage at the LA Convention Center, to speak on one of the stages. And I was blown away because literally two years prior to that, I had put in my ask to the universe and said, okay, universe, this is happening. I'm speaking on the, at the LA Convention Center in two years from now. And I know that we'll be on the main stage very shortly. Like the main stage that holds 15,000 people. Like it was on a smaller stage this year because it was a first year event. I know we're going to be on the main stage very shortly. And that's my ask to the universe. And that's why I just said, hey, universe, okay, now we're going for the main stage. Now we're going for the main arena that holds like 15, 20,000 people. Now we're going for that. That's going to happen. And I don't need to be a nag about asking. Like the universe already knows. Like it's there. It's like if you put in an order with Amazon, you're not constantly checking. Like, oh my gosh, did it, it, did my order go through? Are, are they sending it? Are they getting it? Like eventually customer service is going to get rather annoyed with you <laughs> at, at checking on your, the status of your order. When you put in an order with Amazon, you tr- just trust that it's going to come. Like you have a date. Sometimes they get it on point, especially if it's Amazon Prime. Um, sometimes if it's a private seller, then you get it. You might get it a little later, but you trust and it's given and you ask for it. You put in the order with the universe and it's given. You don't need to be a nag about asking for it. Number nine, focus on what you want, what you seek, you find. So you put in your order with Amazon. You didn't put in an order for all the things that you don't want. Because suddenly, if you literally try, if you looked at, if you went on Amazon and like, let's just think of it this way. If you went on Amazon and you wanted to buy baby bottles, you would not go through and add to your cart swaddles, blankets, cribs, diapers. You wanted an order for baby bottles. Why would you not just put that order in? But what happens is so often with our desires, with the things that we want in life, we're putting in orders constantly with the universe for the things that we don't want. Because remember, our conscious mind is the goal setter. Our unconscious mind is the goal getter. So when you set the order and you say, okay, universe, this is what I don't want, the unconscious mind does not process, it does not process negatives. So if I told you don't think about chocolate, then what are you thinking about? You're thinking about chocolate. So why are we putting in orders with the universe for the things that we don't want? Well, I don't want a guy who is a cheat or I don't want a business that's a flop or I don't want a failure or I don't want another failed launch or I don't want da 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 or whatever it is that you don't want. And yet you are literally adding to cart and then asking for them to like the universe to ship to you exactly what you don't want. So what you seek, you find, focus on what you want, and only add to your card the things that you want, and then trust that they are coming to you. So there you go. Number 10, 
And this will be the last one for this podcast for now. We'll do this in three parts. Number 10, everyone wants to feel purposeful. Most confuse being busy with being purposeful. And this one is one that I have seen over the decades of working with people, whether in Pilates or in coaching, because especially when I was in, especially when I first started teaching Pilates and I was getting a lot of exposure to different types of, of people, how people process things differently, how people operate and all the things. And I had one client who astounded me. She was a lawyer at one of the top law firms in not in Los Angeles, for sure, and the world. She was a, a partner and had three kids and married. And she, and she just was doing all the things. It was astounding to me. And I was like, I don't like I, I was of the perception at that time at 19 years old and like, I don't know how you do it all. And at the same time, I also had another client who was a stay-at-home mom. Both her kids were in high school. Both were fully independent. Both had cars. And she was one of the most stressed out people I'd ever seen in my life. And to, to like to this day, still one of the most stressed out person at like, and I've met a lot of people and I've worked with a lot of people, still one of the most stressed out people. Because she was always busy. She was busy with the school luncheon. She was busy with the with organizing the PTA. She was busy with this. She was busy with that. She was and I'm not saying that those things are not important. Like those those things can be important. Those things can be of purpose to some people. Yet I found that when you are living on purpose, you are actually operating more from a space of ease and flow rather than constant busyness and stress. Yet we associate the feeling or the belief of being stressed out and busy as feeling like we're actually accomplishing things and getting things done. Especially if you are an Enneagram 3, my friends, the achiever, the doer, the one who always has to be doing, 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 doing. So a lot of times we often mistake be, being purposeful and feeling purposeful with being busy. And I've made this mistake many, many times. When I first started Crown Yourself, I have no idea what I was doing, but I was on the computer all the time. Like even my husband looks like my husband and I look back to that time and I'm like, what actually was I doing? Because my business wasn't making any money, but I was always working on it. I was always working. I think I was like I was I think I was managing like social media for a couple couple accounts and a couple platforms and a couple businesses. Um like but not anything compared to what nearly I do now. And it was and I wasn't even doing that through Crown Yourself. I was just doing that as a sole proprietor and to bring in extra income cuz my business I didn't know how to make Crown Yourself into something that was making money or profitable or anything like that. I thought maybe it's online courses or maybe it's this. And I would research a lot. Boy, did I research. And I would do a lot. I was always busy, but I never really was living into my purpose. And what living into my purpose was, 
was really taking a step back and looking at from a chunked up level, what is it that I do best? What is my genius zone? Because when you are living in your genius zone, that is when you are living on purpose. That is when you are doing the things that you were put here and born to do. Like my genius zone is creation, connection, and challenging. That is my three. And so I guess you could add coaching in there as part of my genius zone because that's kind of a combination of all of them. But creation, connection, and challenging. I am super skilled at challenging people to rise higher and faster into where they want to go. That is just one of the things that I do best. Um, That is one of the things that I do best because I also do it for myself on a regular basis. And I do it for my husband. Sometimes it's appreciated. Sometimes it's not. Um, Connection. That's another one of my superpowers is I love connecting people. I believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. And so if I know that a client that I'm working with is looking for for clients, doesn't matter if they're a coach or if they are in the same field as me, I will help find them clients. Maybe there's clients who are not right for me. Maybe there are clients who would be better suited with somebody else. Um, And if I feel like they would be a right fit for my client, I pass them their way. Like I, I, I love connecting people. I, I connect nonprofits with people that I've had on my podcast. I've, I've, I connect people who I've had on my podcast with, with potential customers. Like I love connecting people. And I believe that that is returned infinitely and abundantly, but I don't expect for it to be, but it is. Like it's just one of the laws of the universe that what you put out, you're going to get back karma. Um, and I, I used to not do that. I used to operate from such a scarcity mindset, such a fear-based mindset that if I felt like somebody else was another coach or whatever, I would suddenly get very defensive and very protective of my clients. And at this point, I have just operated from such a place of trust, knowing that the people who are working with me are meant to work with me. And the people who are not meant to work with me are meant to work with somebody else. And that is okay too, because it is all about just enhancing and growing each other to the best and full, most highest magnificence and their full potential that that we can all be at. And I know I'm not going to be a right fit for all people and that's fine. Um, at the same time, it, it, it comes down to operating in my purpose. Like it comes down, the, and the more I have operated in my purpose, the more trust I have built with the universe, with knowing that it is infinitely returned, with knowing that I don't have to be busy all the time. I take the time, I take time out of my day to go on walks with Declan. Like today we hung out and I went on a hike with Spike and because... And Grandma took Declan to church to play with his friends, and I spent the past couple hours hanging out with Declan at by the pool. And uh, you know, you could think it's a fancy pool; it's one of those like delightful ten dollar plastic pools in the backyard that he loves. Um, and so we hung out by the pool, and I was fending off all the mosquitoes. And it was just, I wasn't on my computer, I wasn't working, I was just enjoying that time and that ease, um, knowing that that is something that is purposeful me being a mom, me being a wife, I operate in those roles with purpose and intention just as much as any other thing. And it's not about me being busy and on my computer all the time. It is about me being intentional with the work that I do and in all of the roles that I play in my life, whether that's as a coach, whether that's as a wife, whether that's as a business owner, whether that's as a mom, all of those, that is purpose. That is 
my purpose space and I operate in my genius zone, especially. And here's the thing that also about the genius zone that I learned. In your genius zone, when you are operating in that place of purpose and in your genius zone, you will not have to be busy all the time letting your work spill out and permeate into all the other areas that make you feel purposeful. When you're not operating in your genius zone, when you are not living in your zone of of genius, when you're living in either your zone of excellence, meaning that's the zone that you're commonly praised for doing things that are you're good at, you're like really good at. Like I can design a website like a mofo and I've done it for many clients back in the past, like several years ago. But now I don't do that and I don't do that in my business because that's not in my zone of genius. That's in my zone of excellence. Um, and I have noticed that when you are operating from your zone of competence or your zone of excellence, that is when the work that you're doing, because it's not 100% in alignment and on purpose, while I know you're doing it on purpose, you're not in alignment with your purpose as to why you're put on this planet as to your genius zone, the thing that you do best beyond anybody else, and you are super skilled at it in your special field. When you are operating your zone of excellence or your zone of competence, that is when those things, the busyness of those things and those areas spills out into all the other areas. So the areas where you might want to feel more on purpose, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your uh, relationship with your kids, maybe and just being more intentional with your own self and your spirituality and your own health. When you're operating from your zone of competence or your zone of excellence, that's when it spills out into those areas and it taints the amount of time that you're able to spend in those other areas where you're not where you are preventing you from operating 100% on purpose in the other areas. But when you're on purpose in your career, in your business, then that is where it allows you to feel totally 100% supported and you're able to spend that time, that quality time, that purposeful time in the other parts of your purpose, whether it's, and I found that those par- other parts of your purpose are in your relationships, whether it's your intimate relationship with your partner or your spouse or the relationships with your kids or the relationships with the nonprofits that you support or the relationships with your community. It's, it's those relationships that get tainted with the zone of competence with the busyness from work operating from those zones then when you're operating on purpose and in alignment with your zone of genius that is when you're able to fire on all cylinders and totally go all in in all areas so we will have this be a three-parter episode so tell me on Instagram, what did you love about this episode today? What was your big aha? What was your big insight? What was the big takeaway, breakaway, makeaway to get you to where you want to go in your life? What is the one out of these top 10 that you most resonated with and that you need to take with you and start operating from? My lessons can be your lessons. I learned them the hard hard way, please. <laughs> you do not have to take the hard way. You can take the easy way by just picking up the lesson from listening to this podcast. So if you love this episode, please take a screenshot of it. Tell me which what your favorite one was on Insta stories when you post that screen shot in your insta stories 
And I do want to let you know I have a few spots open for some one-on-one 90-minute consults. And if that feels like something that you would like to dive into, if you would like to invest 90 minutes of your time, and it is a paid consult, it is a fraction of the price of my coaching packages, and there is no commitment to pursue and continue with those coaching packages, you can just take advantage of those 90 minutes of awesome breakthrough strategy, up-leveling, and you will walk away from that call with at least five strategies that you can put into place as well as practical steps and action steps that you can take to move you forward to that next level, to that next goal that you are going for. I do have a few spots left for the month of September. So if that feels right for you, then click the link below. Marie will leave it in the comment, in in the, not in the comments, in the description, and you will be able to access private coaching for a very, very small price, uh, a very, very small investment, but it can make a massive return in your life. And if that is something that feels aligned for you, I look forward to seeing your application in my inbox and to working with you one-on-one. Have an amazing day. Enjoy. And thank you so much. As always, remember to own your throne, mind your business, because your reign is now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.